For security reasons, we have changed the names of some people in this episode. It's May 28, 2021. Sitting on my back porch, eating pizza and playing games, there's a group of young people who are all part of the Jesus Film International Recordings team. This team travels all around the world to record new translations of the film. So what are they doing on my back porch in Stone Mountain, Georgia? Let me back up a little bit. Five months earlier, we received an email from a girl named Anna, who works at the Jesus Film. My coworker Larissa explains. Basically, Jesus Film was doing research in migrant communities. The goal was to create media resources that tell the story of Jesus in the heart languages of unreached peoples. So obviously they do this all around the world, but this time it was stateside, so they were just looking for connections. A few months later, Anna and her team came to Georgia to explore opportunities to record new languages of the Jesus film. They came specifically to visit Clarkston, a large immigrant and refugee community outside of Atlanta, which happens to be about 12 miles from Renew's office where I live next door. We've always had hopes for Clarkston There's so much potential for translation work and other types of projects that could engage the nations. This was the first time we had hosted a team for a project like this, and we were excited. But on my back porch that night, we learned that it was not the first time we had met Anna. I am your masterpiece, do your deeds you created me, I am your masterpiece, my God. I'm your master plan and I bring the kingdom of the Son of Man. I'm your master plan, my God. Welcome to episode two of the 210 series. My name is Amanda Pulaski. In the last episode, we heard the story of my parents, David and Stephanie Pulaski, and their time as missionaries in Albania. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, I encourage you to go back and start there. In this episode, we're telling a story of how one person's step of faith can make an amazing impact. Let me introduce you to Anna. Anna grew up in North Georgia where her parents owned a tree farm. Though she grew up going to church, she didn't have much experience or exposure to missions. Growing up, I was just more interested in cultures, like learning, and it's like new and exciting and traveling, but nothing really about missions until I got to college. In college, Anna got involved with a Christian campus ministry called Crew. As a junior, she was invited to go tour the Crew headquarters in Orlando to see different opportunities to be involved in Crew's ministry after she graduated. They wanted me to see what life would be like if I served on staff with Crew. I didn't want to be a missionary, and so I said, uh, thank you, but no, I'm going to go into the, the business world. Despite her hesitation, Anna decided to go anyway. While there, she learned for the first time about the Jesus film. I was blown away. I had no idea what the Jesus film was. I, I didn't know about heart languages or using film, and I was just like, This is amazing. Like, where the heck has this been my entire life? Nobody ever told me about this. You might be familiar with the Jesus film, but if not, let me give you a little background. The Jesus film tells the story of Jesus based on the Gospel of Luke. 
It was released in U.S. theaters in 1979 and then translated into 12 languages and distributed around the world. As more people saw the film, the demand for translations began to grow. Now it's recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most translated film in history, with translations in over 1,800 languages and counting. We had no idea what God wanted to do with this film. I, I've got to say that. It wasn't like we had some grand plan or some global strategy or something like that. No, not, not at all. We really didn't know. That's Bill Wolf, the director of Global Partnerships at the Jesus Film Project. All we could see was that there was huge demand and people wanted more languages. What we've discovered is what touches them most on an emotional level is that very first language they learned on their mother's knee, whatever that is. If you communicate in that heart language, their first language, the response is just incredible. Bill estimates that over 7.6 billion people have watched the film since its inception. That's nearly equivalent to the current population of the entire world. Seeing the impact of this film inspired David Pulaski to develop technology like solar-powered projector systems to show the Jesus film. And it also inspired Anna to join staff with the International Recordings Team, which creates heart language resources to share the gospel. Once you know about it, you can't not do anything about it. And I wanted to be a part of that. On her very first trip to record a new translation of the Jesus film, she traveled to a nation in Africa. While there, she experienced some of the most intense spiritual warfare she's ever faced. Everyone on the team was having nightmares and couldn't sleep well, and dogs roamed their compound so they couldn't leave their rooms at night. One of her teammates got sick with a bacterial infection and was life-flighted out. The actor playing Jesus had to return to his home village after death in the family, leaving the team scrambling to find someone to replace such a large part on such late notice. Yet they pressed on to record this new language. Here's Anna sharing a story of a pastor who made her realize it was all worth it. Just as a note, this next clip involves a story of persecution that may disturb some listeners. One day recording, we're all very frustrated because we're all trying to get through this together, but we didn't plan this. And he just, during one of the breaks, was like, it makes me so happy to see to see this being done, and I just think of my brothers who died for this. He had left his country because of war and gone to a nearby country. Nine of them were working to translate the Bible, and they got caught by a rebel group. They made him watch as they executed his teammates and his colleagues with a machete. That was one of my aha moments of like, this is really hard. This is not easy work. There's a lot of stuff that's going wrong. There's a lot of spiritual warfare. My teammates being lifelighted to the Capitol. And it is so worth it because you people are working so hard to get the gospel to their own community. And I still want to be a part of this. Because of Anna's work with the Jesus film, people all around the world are hearing the gospel for the first time in their heart language. After two years, it was over 34 million people that had access to the gospel because of recordings that I was a part of. And I was like, I do not know another career that I could do that that would have that much impact. 
During the pandemic in 2020, Anna wasn't able to travel internationally to record new translations, so she began looking for opportunities to record here in the U.S. She sent us an email, and that's how Anna ended up eating pizza on my back porch. That night, we discovered this wasn't the first time we had met Anna. Stephanie Pulaski tells the story. I asked the team, hey, where did you all come from? Tell us about yourselves. And one of the girls, she said, I grew up on a tree farm in North Georgia. And I said to my daughter, Amanda, Amanda, this is the baby Anna on the tree farm. This is where we got our little sticks and they turned into great big willow trees. And what was Anna doing? She was planting willow trees with her work. From that tree farm in North Georgia where my parents bought the willow trees, Anna has traveled all around the world with the Jesus film. And amazingly, her work brought her all the way to my house in Stone Mountain. Sitting there on my back porch, we saw how our lives had converged for the purpose of God's glory. And we would soon discover that God was weaving together an even bigger story than we knew. We'll tell you about that in the next episode. There's a verse in Ephesians you might be familiar with. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's Ephesians 2.10, and it's where we got the name for the series. We chose this verse because it shows that God has amazing plans for us, but we have to choose to walk in them. God invites each of us to say yes to what he calls us to do, and we get to take a step of obedience. For my parents, that looked like going to Albania. For Anna, it looked like joining the Jesus Film team. So what does that look like for you? This podcast is a production of Renew World Outreach. For more information, visit our website at renewoutreach.org.